He does say that. Yeah, by the time you get back, it'd be like a year had passed. And like Yeah, they do say that when he returns, he's like, Oh, I haven't seen you like the chick that you always report to. She's like, I haven't seen you for ages. Yeah, it's been a few months or something like that. Yeah, and it's like what nothing. So they make changed. like a <laughs> Yeah, they make like a nice little side comment. <laughs> like no no one did anything while you were away. What the hell? <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. And it's funny because at the moment it's like the Yule Festival. Mm-hmm. Um so it's just like winter mm-hmm. and it's funny because like but it's only winter in your camp. So it's like normal everywhere, and as soon as you get towards your camp, it starts snowing. Hello and welcome to the Creator Corner Podcast. My name's Jaden, and this week I'm joined by Tom. Yay, I'm here. How are you going, Tom? I'm good. It's been Christmas holidays. Did a lot of gaming. I was the right gamer over the Christmas holidays. And uh, yeah, we're back. Back in full swing. With the new Xbox Series S. Yeah. I wanted, to be fair, I kind of want to talk about it. <laughs> Maybe that's what we can talk about. Because we don't have like a topic per se. Because we're just coming back. Thought we'd do a. Uh, a short, a short episode. We just talk about what we got up to over Christmas, and then no one will listen to it because there's no marketable element of this episode. There is. It's Xbox Series S talk and how average Assassin's Creed Valhalla is. We could title it something like, "Is the Xbox Series S really that good?" <laughs> 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 just something super clickbait. Uh, Let's do that. That can be okay. the title. Yeah, okay, yeah, sweet. Um, anyway, welcome back, Jaden. How do you feel after having a, a bit of a hiatus? Have you been? Yeah, I've been good. It feels a bit strange. Like it kind of feels like I actually haven't had that much of a break. No, because be you you held you. What's the word? You held up the fort or whatever. It didn't hold up a fort. You carried the team for christmas you did a lot of the news articles over christmas for the game creator and for that yeah, i, I did appreciate go camping it. as well you did how was that was that fun no <laughs> oh no like i don't want to come out and flat and say no it was all everyone right. you went with is um, just like okay <laughs> sure thanks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great group of people yeah. uh shit shit weather mm-hmm. so it was just raining the whole time i think there was maybe once or twice where it sort of didn't work plus i we got there and because it'd been raining so much the trail to get so it was like basically rock up on top of a hill and the campground was kind of at the bottom and we were kind of like right on a waterfall which is really awesome because it's very, like, very cool. picturesque sounds cool yeah um but because it had rained so much the path had sort of washed away so like as i drove down and i only have like a two-wheel drive just like a normal car it copped it's so much like there was so many bangs and everything like that. as I was going down I was like oh god this is oh shit car. <laughs> um but I managed to get out cars were fine no dramas just sounded a lot worse than it was um but basically it just rained the entire time we ended up leaving early um which sucks but we also hiked up a mountain oh that sounds nice do you see any yeah. nice scenic views a lot of scenic views very scenic oh, area I'm jealous I spent my yeah. Entire Christmas holed up in my front room, 
playing on my Xbox, which doesn't sound <laughs> as fun. And then New Year's, I spent on my girlfriend, which to be fair was fun, but there wasn't any scenic views, unless you count the TV a scenic view, in which case there was a scenic view. Well, were the fireworks on? Yeah, on the TV. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty scenic. Okay, we'll count that as my scenic view. They did, uh, yeah. they did like a poem, and you know it's twenty twenty two. You got to do a poem, and of course they rhyme. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. <laughs> it's always been the case. Every twenty twenty two, you do a poem, oh, and uh, they chose the obvious "new" and "you" as the rhyming words, which I thought, you know, come on, think of something a bit more. Are you saying "new" and "new" like the same word? No, "new." N-E-W, and U, as in Y-O-U. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. No, they didn't rhyme it with the same two words. <laughs> make <laughs> any sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, New Year's was fun. By the way, if I sound a little monotone today, I'm trying to be quiet, because my girlfriend is asleep upstairs, and I was very loud, like, five minutes ago, and I woke her up, <laughs> so I'm trying to be super quiet. I feel like, you know those, like, YouTube videos, where it's, like, kids who are, like, playing whatever Fortnite or whatever but like they're supposed to be asleep or like their parents are asleep it's like hi guys welcome to my Fortnite gameplay <laughs> just like super quiet yeah i have to be quiet but um now we've got lots of interesting things to talk about first of all i want to hear about what you did have been playing this christmas because beforehand in previous episodes, you you <laughs> boasted a big game about what you were going to play. You had like a long list of games that you were going to play. Did you get round yep. to playing Breath of the Wild? No. Well, I think that should be the end of the podcast episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. <laughs> Don't forget to check out Digital Okay, Nightmares. so I, <laughs> I actually did consider playing Breath of the Wild. Uh-huh. Um, however, it wasn't part of the Nintendo Switch sales. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, could, I did, couldn't justify $90 at that point. So what did you play instead, Jaden? What wonderful... Valhalla, gri- the whole time. <laughs> Unbelievable. Instead of Basically another up- open world game. <laughs> no, they're not com- comparable in any way. You can't compare Breath of the Wild to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Well, I do like Vikings, so I thought I'd try it. And what were your thoughts? I'm still going. Not finished yet. Mm-hmm. Um... I just want to firstly say I'll pat everyone on the back that has finished the game. Yeah. I feel like me it's too. A, it's a mission. Yeah. It is really hard. Yeah. It's not that it's a bad game. I don't think there's any aspects of the game that aren't really that good. It's fairly well polished. It runs pretty well. It's overall like a pretty decent game. Mm-hmm. It's just that's kind of what it is. There's nothing in the game where you're like, that's amazing yeah. or like, that's outstanding. There is something really strange that puts me off and I, there's probably a few articles about it, but I did Google it briefly and the only thing I saw were Reddit discussions. Okay. The birds. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if anyone has played the game and hasn't noticed birds. I don't know if you've even played the game. or I've played like the first four hours, yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed the birds? No, I can't say I have. So when you do the synchronize, like when you get on yeah, top yeah, of it, yeah. and I don't know if there's many birds in Norway or if it's more just in England where it's a bit warmer. I mean, Norway is famous for having no birds. That's like a famous fact about Norway. 
Well, there you go. So you wouldn't have even noticed. Well, I was joking. So I'm pretty sure Norway has a lot of birds. <laughs> I was messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know that fact. I'll just ignore it and move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when you get to like England, we'll just start with England because yeah. I don't know if Norway has birds or not. <laughs> um, so when you get to England, <laughs> there's, you know, like in famous assassin's creed games you know you get to the top peak and you synchronize opens up the map for you you do the old leap of faith down you say famous assassin's creed games okay i don't know what i said you said famous assassin's creed games there we go i can talk that's every assassin's creed game yeah i was more just talking about you know the famous series (laughs) oh i see right anyway continue (laughs) okay do leap of faith poor choice of words but moving on you do the leap of faith you jump down Mm -hmm. Land in the haystack, mm-hmm. somehow survive. Not doesn't matter if you fall from like sure. a kilometer in the air to a haystack, you never die. Which my girlfriend's definitely pointed out to me more than once. <laughs> <laughs> going, how are you still alive? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, but when you're up there doing the synchronize, the birds literally look like they're from Nintendo 64. They're like really, <laughs> really low poly. They have like three frames and it's like wings up wings middle wings bottom and it's crazy that they just forgot to like put in birds (laughs) yeah i feel like first of all that's very ubisoft in that it's cutting a lot of corners but also i don't know if you remember the spider-man on ps4 if you like go out onto like the boats that like sail around or whatever all the people are like super blocky and like look like I they're from like yeah. golden eye or whatever it's really funny yeah. that's pretty much like the birds yeah. in Valhalla. yeah it's crazy though like i once i've seen it once i notice it like all the time yeah and it's like it's not it's every time you synchronize there's like a few other circumstances like cutscenes where the everything's like really nice graphics and then this bird flies just in. super <laughs> choppy <laughs> yeah. fair and it would be different if they had like one bird but like when you get to these peaks of like the synchronize normally really hard and for some reason they have like you can actually see them in a distance because there's heaps of birds there. Yeah, yeah. So you get up there and there's like 20 birds and they're all low poly birds all just flying around you. That's crazy, man. <laughs> I uh, I feel like I, I need to jump back in just to experience the low poly birds. I'll look it up because I can't be bothered to play any more Valhalla. But that's crazy. Did you... um? So how, how many hours have you played so far? Uh, 45. Okay. Because I feel like I've I've come up with a topic that we can that we can do in the podcast. This is a legendary moment in which a podcast decides what they're talking about midway through recording. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw recently, the developers of Dying Light Two came out and they said hours. it would take five hundred yeah. hours to beat their game. <laughs> and it's interesting because I saw a lot of people who were kind of saying like you know the length of a game or like a game being super long is not really a selling point anymore. And as someone who is now not 16 or 15 or whatever with unlimited time on their hands and no friends, like I have work now that I have to do and responsibilities. I don't have time to play a 500 hour long game. You know, seeing that figure is very daunting to me. And like with Valhalla, I knew that Valhalla was like 60, 70, 80 hours long. And I just thought, I don't have like the time or the patience to play this. But I was wondering what your kind of 
opinion and stances on the a on games being super long and whether or not that's a good thing and b on whether or not it should be a selling point go i think yeah i think there's a difference between games being super long and it being a bad thing than like sort of a good thing Mm. like for example the witcher 3 yeah i could keep playing that forever and i've pretty much finished all the dlc all the missions all that sort of stuff and that took ages too i can't think of at the top of my head but it's it'd be like 200 300 hours yeah however long it takes i could keep playing that again and not be bothered but i think there's it just goes into how the story's told and how long the main story is. Like, Witcher kind of goes from A to B and you kind of don't feel like you're doing the same thing constantly. Yeah, you kind sure. of, Even though you are going to different areas, it's kind of like it's... And you might need to run a few errands here or there in certain sections to complete certain things to get people on your side, which is very similar to Valhalla. Um it kind of all feels connected. So as you're going through, there's no bits where you're like, fuck, this is a pain in the ass. Like, or it's so like tedious. Like there might be once or twice, but like the, when you look at the overall experience, you're like, okay, this is awesome. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. still enjoying yeah. it. You get to the end of the game and you're still in the final bit and you're kind of like, wow, I'm still like involved. Like this is still really good. And I think the difference with Witcher is like a lot of the decisions you make can affect the end. Um, so it kind of keeps you in there and being like, oh, you have to make do something here to make this decision affect the end, and all of it feel kind of like almost like fatal if you do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like other games like Valhalla, <laughs> it's a bit. It kind of there is decisions that affect the end, and there's certain things you have to do, but there's not a lot of decisions that affect the end when you come about like how much gameplay there is and how many elements you do yeah so like those don't know about valhalla there is so you start in norway um and there's like two regions in norway you only start in the first region i'm not gonna pronounce the name of the region because i'm gonna sound like an idiot because can't yeah can't pronounce yeah. it you then do like a little prologue there for a couple of hours and then basically you your clan decides, you know, fuck it, we're going to England to follow the Sons of Ragnar. Yeah, that prologue, um, by the way, is like a full game. Like, Yeah, that's what I mean. I kind of liked the prologue, <laughs> if you but they could have solved that separately. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. If you released that like in 2006, that would be the entire game. Like that open world yeah. would be like, the biggest yeah. open world. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. so big. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, like, even side quests, storylines. Like, there's even side quests in that first area. There's, like, a storyline that, yeah, it goes, like, two, three hours if you're just doing the same storyline and repeat. So, it's, like, it is quite a decent-sized game. Yeah. Then you go to England and, like, the game starts. And then when you get to England, the map is, like, three or four times as big as that starting area. And you're, like... Maybe even bigger. And you're like, holy shit. And then you start in this little area um, called Raventhorpe based off your clan, like your Raven clan. Yeah, yeah. And you basically got to win alliances with the rest of England to essentially, you know, build 
up your reputation reputation and take on um the king yeah 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 pretty straightforward like you kind of know that from the get-go that you're gonna be fighting the king of england it's gonna be that's gonna happen that's how the game's gonna finish basically but you have to win alliances in each region as you go around so i think there'd probably be around 10 to 15 regions fucking hell okay Okay. Yeah. So each region probably takes maybe four hours to beat a region. That's depending on how quick you do it, really, because like there's heaps of side quests, heaps of like mysteries, as they call it, like world events. Like, well, world events are kind of like side quests, and then there's like wealth to collect and heaps of things here and there. It's like. (laughs) so much into it plus on top of that you got to keep upgrading your stuff collect stuff to upgrade it you got abilities skills like massive skill tree um and yeah it's just it's insane how big the game is and i think i've probably done around maybe eight or nine regions like regions and then there's still maybe like five left or something and do you feel done I kind of feel like it's interesting because I kind of, there's elements, there's like one linear story that kind of goes through all of them. And that story is quite interesting. Mm -hmm. But then each region you go into, you kind of do like five, you kind of have to do like five things for like, each person just to like gain like one inch of the normal story okay and then i feel like it's like if you watch do you remember like dragon ball yeah like dragon ball z how you're like watching the main story yeah and then they're like oh they're about to take on like you know like a baddie and then they're like oh, okay hold up let's just go over here and like play baseball for a second yeah sure <laughs> that's pretty much what it's like yeah <laughs> it's like oh yeah like Something's happening over here. This person's fighting this baddie. They're like powering up. Oh, okay, but what are the other guys doing? Oh, they're having like a big Christmas feast for Christmas or something like that. It kind of feels like that. Like you're doing the main story, and then two seconds later, they're like, "Oh, we need his. We need his like him to help us fight." Oh, okay, cool. We go to him. I have this other problem. Could you go help over here? And then you go help over here, and they're like, "Oh my god, I have a problem as well." First, before I help <laughs> you do this other thing, and it just keeps getting longer. Yeah. And then, like, four hours later, like, at the end of it, he's like, oh, thanks for helping me, you know, take this girl from, like, A to B. I'll help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't have just done that. I feel like that should only take about 20 minutes. I feel like that's kind of becoming the, like, philosophy of open world games now. I remember, so I played Biomutant a while ago. I was supposed to review for it, and that game fucking broke me. Like, it was so boring and, like, whatever. But I watched a, you know, skill up. The YouTuber Skillup. No. Very good YouTuber. You should check him out. He does like really good reviews. And he he did a review of Biomutant. And he was saying like the moment where he gave up. The moment where he was like I'm fucking done with this game. Was he was told to go get some item right. And so he goes travels like 2000 miles or whatever it is. You know where it's like slowly ticking down yeah. as you're going. He gets there and the guy goes oh no the item's not here. It's like over there. And then he has to go 2,000 more miles to that place. And then he gets there and the guy goes, oh, no, it's not here. It's over there. And then he's like, okay. And he does it like a third time. 
and finally finds it. And it's like, it feels like a lot of these games want nothing more than to just waste your time. Yeah. And so, like, I was thinking, you know, when I saw that 500-hour thing, I, I was thinking, when I got Skyrim for the first time, I played that for, like, probably 100 hours. And yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, my favorite game of all time, as everyone knows, <laughs> I played 110 hours of that. Like, it took me 110 hours to complete it. And then I played another, like, 50 when I did my second playthrough. And then uh, Breath of the Wild, I put 70 hours in. And I was thinking, you know, I put a lot of hours into these games. Like, what is it about these ones that makes them so, like, you know, like, agreeable? Like, something that I actually want to do than the 500 hours of Dying Light 2. And I think with, with Xenoblade, it's like, that's a story that I was immersed in and gripped in. And one that I cared yeah. about. And it was constant. Like, you know, you, you're in an area and there are side quests, but there's, like, maybe five. And they take like 10 minutes each. And it's like, go here, kill this thing, you get some money. There's not that much grinding. I opted to grind, but there's not like loads of grinding. But basically, you know, you're just doing like story mission after story mission after story mission. Or like loads of cutscenes, And it basically feels like you're watching like three seasons of anime or something. Like there's like different arcs yeah, and yeah. stuff. And so for me, like the story carried me through that. And it didn't feel like 110 hours. I wasn't being like oh, now go do this thing that's meaningless and won't really do anything or go and collect this coin so you can get through this gate or whatever. There wasn't, didn't really feel like any of that. It kind of felt like everything was always in, like, in service of the story. And with Breath of the Wild, like, that's a world that is so kind of appealing and a world that's so fun to explore. Um, that I, like, I, you know, I never really got bored kind of exploring that and there's always so much to do and even though that does kind of sometimes feel like busy work i feel like the world is so immersive and you get so kind of wrapped up in everything that like you kind of really enjoy doing that and like again the same kind of with skyrim like it's this sort of super immersive world and i feel like when i hear dying light 2 is like 500 hours it makes me think well your story isn't going to be 500 hours long your story i think they no. said their story is 20 hours to beat so 500 hours like 480 of that it's just mindless side content and i just feel like that's the thing that doesn't appeal to me it's like don't make it 500 hours if for the 480 other hours you don't have anything interesting to say like fair enough make your game 100 hours long if you have 100 hours of story worth telling but i don't understand why it can't just be a 20 hour long game <laughs> do you know what i mean i think i think yeah i think it depends what it is. Like, I liked... How, um, well, playing Valhalla has made me appreciate how good Ghost of Tsushima is. Yeah. And then I'm sort of looking at Valhalla going, fuck, okay, Ghost of Tsushima is a lot better. Mm. And it's like... Same with The Witcher as well. I think The Witcher storyline, it may be... Because I think Witcher has... It have something like 300, 400 hours as well. Mm, to yeah, complete yeah, 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 yeah. It all. Um, but, you know, you got your main storyline, especially in Ghost of Tsushima, you got your main storyline that goes for about maybe 20 hours or so. Um, and I think that's a good package because it's like tight and nice. 20 hours is pretty good to yeah, tell a story. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really drag out that much. Yeah. It's quite nice. 
there is heaps of optional side quests that you can do, but those side quests tell like another story. Yeah. So they're actually like kind of interesting because you can go do those side quests and it's like, it's not just like, oh, uh, here for the sake of it. It's more like backstory on some of the characters that are actually helping you on your yeah, main yeah, storyline. Yeah, sure. So it's kind of interesting. Um, and I think if Dying Light 2 could do something like that and make it so, yeah, the main story goes to 20 hours, but there's all these other storylines or something that you can do that give context, um, that'd be interesting. Yeah. But like you said, if it's 500 hours for the sake of being 500 hours, just with heaps of random shit, like if they're separated side quests here and there that go for an hour at a time, then it's not going to be as interesting. But if they've got like a separate like side journey that you could do for like 10 hours or something like mm. that, that gives you like a lot of context or something like that. It could be really interesting. I think that's what I like so much about PlayStation originals. Like I'll talk about the Xbox later, but like one of the things that I really appreciate about PlayStation originals is how like consistent they all are. Like Horizon Zero Dawn, for example, is very similar, it sounds, to Ghost Shima in that, like, you know, you've got this main story that you can beat in sort of 15 to 20 hours, but then you've got, like, all these side quests that aren't just, like, meaningless or whatever. Like, they really add to, like, the world and the characters that you meet. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, the world building. Yeah, and, and it's not just, like, you know, go fetch this or whatever. Like, it's its own story. Like, even if it's 15, 20 minutes long, it doesn't matter, like... It's like its own little story that like endears you to characters or how like has this nice little moment or whatever. And I feel like and then also it has like an actual like conscious effect, I believe, on the end in that if you do side quests for certain people, they like turn up at the end in like the final battle. Um mm. so like, you know, there is like an effect for doing it. I'm pretty sure that's right. I might be yeah. wrong. But you know, in God of War yeah, yeah. you've got like a main story that's sort of ten hours and then, like, this side content that, like, really kind of fleshes out this, like, m- like, mythical world and stuff. And I feel like I quite like that in that, you know, you don't feel tied down by the side content. You can just do the main story. But if you do do the side content, like, it is quite expansive and it does really build upon, like, this these amazing worlds that they've created. And I yeah. just don't... I've stopped getting that from a lot of games lately. And I, like, no longer am appealed by this, like, oh, yeah, 500 hours to beat or whatever. That, to me, is, like, yeah. oh, that sounds like a real slog. <laughs> like, I just cannot be bothered. Yeah, I know. I think with the quality of indie, like, being able to make decent indie games at the same time, mm. it's made me start to appreciate that some of the small, tight-knit experiences can be really great. Yeah, 100%. One of the ones I played over Christmas was The Artful Escape, which is maybe three, four hours long. Like, I think I beat it in a day. And that is one of the most, like, transformational, is that a word? Like, transformative experience that I've had in, like, forever. Like, it's it's short, but it's so powerful and, like, meaningful. And it tells, like, such a concise and lovely story. And I feel like... Yeah. If you'd given that to Ubisoft, fucking hell, that game would be like 20 hours long and it would be like, <laughs> you'd have like a thousand side quests to do. And I, I just think Ubisoft's philosophy to game design is so bloated and like, and you know, and it's to sell more shit. Like the reason why uh, in, uh, what's it called? Odyssey. So they added this kind of system of like gating areas off by level. 
So, like, you couldn't go to certain areas because if you were level 20, like, they'd be, like, level 45 or whatever. And, it, you know, it was all... You could, in theory, get to that level. You could get to level 45 through a lot of grinding or just kind of, like, playing through every single side quest. Or you could pay 10 quid and get an XP booster that would, you know, <laughs> kind of get you to level 45 a lot quicker. And it is all, like, in service of these, like, microtransactions. Like, they're purposefully making these games so long and, like, laborious and boring and whatever in order so that you have to pay in order, like, just to get through it. Like, just to fucking see the end. And I feel like it's so exhausting. And, you know, again, like, I watched that Skillup guy. He did a review of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And he was saying the same thing as you, is like, you know, he kind of sees all these, like, regions. Like, he, he said that he saw one and it was, like, level, I don't know, like, 120 or something. Uh, maybe not that high, but it's, like, super high. And he was like, oh. Could be even higher than that, yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, this must be, like, end game content. Like, I can't possibly be expected to get to that level because it would take me, like, 60 hours just to be able to get to that level. And then he was like, oh, no this is for a mission. Like, this is the main story still, yeah. like, going to this place. Yeah. And he was like, the rate that I level up, like, it would literally take me, like, 60 hours just to get there. And that's not even the end of the game. And I feel like, for me, you know, it, it, I just can't be arsed with that. Like, it's just too much. I just feel like it's not yes. worth it. So I'm at, like, 190-something. Fuck. <laughs> and the highest ones, I think... Maybe three forty. Like yeah, so wait, you're 190 at 45 hours. Yeah, but you level up quicker as it's going on, like a long. Okay, time. but that's what at least another. Tw- it's not like so. It's weird. It's a, a level up system. Mm. It's a power system. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Power. Yeah. Yeah. Like in Destiny and stuff. Yeah. Not. Not quite like that, but yeah, it says it's like that, but it actually just goes off skill tree. Okay. So how many things you put into your skill tree? Right. 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 Um, works out. But every time you level up, which I think is at like a set number of XP, maybe like ten thousand XP, you level up or something. Yeah. You get two skill points. Mm-hmm. So you basically get up two power each time, and then if you find like a mystery around like a random if you do i think it's like a side quest uh-huh. yeah, like yeah, yeah if you do one of them you get one extra one Jeez. fucking hell that sounds like it would uh. take forever it's yeah but i think if you just do the main story um you get up a bit quicker like i think i'm probably still around 20 hours off yeah so it'd be 65 altogether yeah, I reckon that's very much what's going to I mean, do you... F- but I've done a bit of side stuff. Sure. But, like, I did... Um, They released a DLC at Christmas <coughs> where you meet with... um, Is it... Um, Cass- oh, Cassandra mm-hmm. from Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Odyssey. So I've done that side quest completely. I just wanted to see what that was like. Any good? Um, Yeah, it was all right. That was probably... I kind of liked it because it went for, it went for three hours or something, and that was it. Sure, yeah. And it was kind of, it was kind of nice because it was just like one story. Yeah. Are you gonna? But it's in a whole separate region. Oh, for it's real. Like weird. So, so they've got way too many regions. That I think is also the most annoying <laughs> yeah. part. So like you've got Norway, mm-hmm. then you've got, you know, you got Norway, 
and England. They kind of tie together. You go back and forth between them. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Between the seas and whatnot. And that, that's fine. Um, then you've got Asgard, which is like completely separate again. So you go take a potion and then go hang out with Thor, essentially. <laughs> Sure. Um, and you do like some god storyline, which, as far as I know, this is I haven't looked it up or anything because I've tried to avoid spoilers. But as far as I know from playing the game, mm-hmm. it seems completely separate from the main storyline. So it's a completely separate storyline. So as in, you don't need to do it. Don't need to do it, right? Um, for the main storyline, but it's optional. It's like extra content. Like sure. That. And then there's. They added an update called River Raids, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. like its own separate thing again. <laughs> so it's kind of got its own like quest line. Yeah. Um. In that, then they've added like so I've got the season pass as well. So, um, because season pass was on sale for like twenty bucks over twenty something dollars over Christmas, so I was like, oh fuck it, I'll get it because there, there's all new content coming this year as well mm-hmm. for Valhalla. So I thought, fuck it, why not? So it means you get the Druid. They do like, um, it's like the one, they go to Ireland. Right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's a DLC. So I got that one separate again. So you go to a completely different sure. place. Then they've got uh, this um, Siege of Paris. So obviously, yeah. go to France, Francia. So that's a separate place again. Then halfway through the storyline, you got to go to, um, I think it's, like America, yeah, which is the same of like Assassin's Creed Three or something, yeah, yeah, based yeah, on that, and chase down and assassinate uh one of the people, um in the storyline because they flee to um America, mm-hmm. so you got to go there and just chase like you do like a separate story yeah, there, yeah, just yeah. to. A whole new area just to find this one dude. Yeah. Also, then, my sister told me about that, and it's like. Is it you go to like Vinland or whatever? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, it, it, you're supposed to be fucking whatever taking over England or whatever the main storyline is, and instead yeah. you take a detour to America, which from England by boat in those days would take you months to get there. Then you're there, you do whatever, and then you come back like he does say that. Yeah, by the time you get back, it'd be like a year had passed. And like Yeah, they do say that when he returns, he's like, Oh, I haven't seen you like the chick that you always report to, she's like, I haven't seen you for ages. Yeah, it's been a few months or something like that. Yeah, and it's like what nothing. So they make changed. like a <laughs> Yeah, they make like a nice little side comment. <laughs> like no no one did anything while you were away, what the hell? It makes no sense. Yeah. And it's funny because at the moment it's like the Yule Festival. Mm-hmm. Um so it's just like winter mm-hmm. and it's funny because like but it's only winter in your camp. So it's like normal everywhere. And as soon as you get towards your camp, it starts snowing. <laughs> yeah, I know the um, but, the expansion they're doing, uh, that's coming out this year, is like 40 hours long. Oh my God, is it? Yeah, so it's not being included in the season pass because it's basically another game. Oh, why did I buy the season pass then? <laughs> yeah, I know, it's crazy. They're not included, like they're charging, I think there's something like 30 quid. So it'd be like 60, 70 Australian dollars. Oh my God. Okay. 40 hours. Yeah. So I was basically trying to finish it so I could take a look at that one and just see how it continues. Um, but I don't know if I have it in me for another 40 hours. <laughs> yeah, because if you <laughs> if you take the base game 
and then the two DLCs, and then this DLC. It's going to be something like 150 hours altogether. Yeah. It's just too much. Okay, so I verdict. Yeah. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it. I mean, it seems like a waste um, of your time, but go for it. I do feel like I'm wasting my time playing it, but I, I, I enjoy the storyline so far, and I kind of want to finish it. Plus, I like I really like Vikings, so I just want to yeah, just want to get through it. Um, I don't know if this is I because I this is actually my first Assassin's Creed game. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Fair. Okay. And I feel like I've started on the worst possible one. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess so. I think because um, I feel like the other ones would be a lot shorter experiences and make a lot yeah. more sense. Because like I expected, well, I actually didn't expect it. I didn't even know this had the animus in it. It still has the animus. Yeah, they all do, and it's well annoying. Yeah, but this one's kind of like pointless. Like I think I've been back to the normal period of time once. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone and... kind of complained about it because uh, literally no one enjoys them. The Animus. Yeah, everyone hates it. It's on a, it doesn't really feel like it's actually a thing. Right. You kind of go back to the normal world once and then you go like, oh, they have to do something. I don't know. I kind of even forget what I'm doing, to be honest, like what I have to actually do in the Animus. Right now, I just feel like I'm Eivor playing a Vikings game. Doesn't even feel like Assassin's Creed related. Yeah, it doesn't feel like the animus actually isn't even a thing, but apparently something happened, and I have to do something to save the world. <laughs> sure. Real vague. Yeah. Real generic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, overall, it's not a bad game. If for people that actually want or like Vikings and like open world, it's actually not that bad. And if you have a lot of time in your hands, by all means, play it. Yeah. But it is long. It is quite tedious. But the open world itself is is actually quite decent. Like you do, there is a lot there, mm. but the argument could also be said that there's too much there. Does it give <laughs> you? That's the thing. Does it give you hope for the Avatar game that they're doing? Yes <laughs> and no. I see. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the last couple of Assassin's Creed games and how long they are. Okay, and then you can see. Okay. How they just keep getting more and more bloated. So the last one, okay. the last one before they changed the style. So before Assassin's Creed Origins, combat was like a lot different, and there was a great focus on parkour. Yep. And then they really changed that. So Black Flag was the last one before that. Okay. This is according to how long to beat, by the way, which is a little bit kind of it's not totally accurate, but you know it's kind of probably fairly accurate. Main story twenty three hours. Main and extras, mm-hmm. so all the side stuff, 41 hours, and completion of 60 hours, okay? Yep. All right. Then the first one coming back, Origins, main story, 30 hours, main and extra, 52 hours, and completionist, 83 and a half hours. Okay. All right. Then Odyssey, main story, 43 and a half hours, main and extras, 83 hours, completionist, 138 hours. So we've gone yeah. from... The main and extras being 52 to 83. Yep. Between two. And then Valhalla, main story, 59 hours. Main and extras, 92 hours. And completionist, 135 hours. Okay. 
So slightly less than Odyssey for completionists. That's interesting. Uh, by three hours, yeah. Yeah. But it's okay. uh, nearly it's nearly 17 hours longer main story and it's uh, nine hours extra side stuff. Yeah. So the side stuff aren't even like a thing. Side stuff's pretty basic in Valhalla. Yeah, I did one side quest where like a couple wanted me to destroy their house so they'd have sex. <laughs> yeah, you light them on fire. <laughs> light it on fire. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was the point where they, I gave up. They're kind of all like that. The side quests are kind of called like world events. Yeah. And you kind of do like a little side quest in like one little area and that's about it. Um, but it's just that, that main quest. I think I'd enjoy Avatar if they... Like I was saying, like we previously mentioned, do it similar to how, like, you know, Ghost of Tsushima or some of those PlayStation, like, originals are doing it sort of thing. Do it so that the main story is, like, a good, decent block of story and then make some side stories that kind of help, like, understand the lore or develop the story or the understanding of the story better. Yeah. Like, instead of just doing, like... Like, I did one where I had to play hide-and-seek with some kids. Like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. you don't get anything from it. You get XP, so you level yeah, up your sure. points. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess with Avatar, it's like, you know, it's this kind of untapped world where we've had one movie, we're going to get more, but, like, you know, there's all this stuff that you can do with it. And it's not really a world... Like, I know loads of people saw it, but it's not really a world that people know. Like, it's been a long time since that movie came out. Yeah, and I feel like if you're gonna flesh it out, you need to have all this lore, and in order to convey that lore, you need to do it in really interesting ways. And I really hope that they don't just blow it with "go here and pick up this feather" and "go here and pick up this yeah. whatever." It's gonna be interesting to see if they um, liaise with like. Obviously, I feel like James Cameron would be involved. Yeah, but is it is are there any books written for? No, man, it's literally that uh, one movie. Up. Yeah, okay, so they're going to have to work out and line the second movie up with the game. I think it's the other like, way around. If... I think the... So I think the second movie's probably already been made because he's, like, making them back-to-back. Yeah. Or at least it's it's very, very close to being made. So I reckon this game yeah. is going to be, like... They get all the documents from the film and then they yeah, kind of go from and then there, yeah. Credit with that. Yeah. Cuz I know Ah, uh, well we can I was just going to say I know with the previous game they worked really closely with James Cameron and stuff and he said that he really liked the game. So, I guess he's working closely with Ubisoft on this one. In saying that, I feel like James Cameron has no idea what he's talking about. So, he's not <laughs> a good judge of character on this. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. All right. I think we should probably talk about the Xbox. I was gonna say. I feel like that's another assassin's yeah, yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, if we're gonna call the episode, is the Xbox Series S really that good? Then I feel like I need to talk about it a little bit. So I got one at Christmas, mainly really to help with my job, which is like doing freelance writing and stuff. Because it turns out that Game Pass is really good. <laughs> like yeah. Game Pass is unbelievable value. And I don't know why PlayStation haven't done something similar. I think there's rumors. Yeah, the supposedly that they're revamping. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know how to explain Game Pass 
like how amazing Game Pass is to someone who doesn't have it. Like you, so you get like, I pay the ultimate one, so it's eleven pounds a month. That's cheaper than Netflix in the UK. Eleven pounds is like not that much. It's cheaper than my phone bill, but to be fair, not by that much. My phone bill is very expensive. <laughs> I have a shit phone. Anyway, wait, how expensive is your phone bill? My phone bill is like so. It's eight pound for the base. I'm I'm sim only That's... there. I'm sim sim only. So my phone broke while I was working at Boots last Christmas, as in yeah. 2020 Christmas, proper COVID Christmas. Yeah. My my phone broke, and so I had to buy like a super cheap phone off Amazon. And then once yeah. my contract ended, that phone still works. So I'm just kind of using SIM. So it's £8 for the like base contract. And then I think I pay like 4 £5 extra in like some weird add-ons or whatever that I didn't pick. But I'm forced to have. I don't feel like you don't want to know how expensive it is. I think you've told me and I think it's very expensive. But you have like a well nice phone. You have like the new Google Pixel, don't you? I have the five, but kind of everyone has nice phones in Australia. Yeah. But it's all, it's still expensive. It's like, I think I pay 80 a month. Yeah, but it's relative to how much you guys earn in Australia. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Game Pass is super cheap, basically, is what I'm saying. And so for the Ultimate Edition, you get Game Pass, which is like... 100 plus games you get it on your pc as well by the way you get it on both pc and console and there are different games on pc but yeah it's like 100 plus games and it's not bad games like literally they've just added the outer wilds they added mass effect legendary edition or whatever it's called which is like the remake or the remasters of the first three they're adding rainbow six extinction day one we're getting anna Carusis day one like you know there's big games on there back for blood you know, obviously Halo, uh, I can't think, like, if you're into JRPG, Scarlet Nexus is on there, like, recent titles. Anyway. Also Grounded, which I was Yeah, playing. Grounded, yeah, 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 for sure. So, you know. And Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves, yeah, lots of good online games. Um, It Takes yeah. Two is on there. Well, It Takes Two is on there because uh, if you get the Ultimate Edition, you also get all of EA Play, um, which is crazy value too. And you also get Xbox Live, gold. So you can play online for free yeah. for eleven and pounds. And get those free for those free games of the month as yeah. well, Xbox Live Gold games. For eleven pounds, it's it's insane value. And you know, for my other job, I you know was I have to kind of do lists for games and whatever. And I was having to buy the games that I was doing lists for, so you know I'd make kind of a profit, but not much. But with Game Pass, like I'm gonna save so much money because there's literally so many games on there that I can do list for and stuff and it's like yeah crazy good and I think yeah that alone game pass alone is definitely worth getting an Xbox 4 an Xbox Series S cuz you know you can't play physical media on and Series S which is kind of a scary thought because so I own 3 games uh the first one is the free matrix tech demo that they did I own it because it's free yeah the second one is Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the original Xbox, because I bought that on my 360 like five years ago. And the last one is World at War, called World at War. They're the three games that I own. Everything else that I've downloaded or play is purely from Game Pass. So the minute I stop paying for Game Pass, that basically becomes a glorified £250 Netflix viewer. Like, 
the the Series <laughs> S is useless without Game Pass. Only get it if you want Game Pass, basically. But anyway, the console itself is fucking awful. I hate the console. Like, sure, it runs games fine. Everything looks great, whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about UI. It is the worst thing I've ever seen. I hate it so much, and I don't understand why Microsoft cannot get UI design right. <laughs> it is atrocious, right? Off the bat, you can't get themes. You can't get background themes, as far as I'm aware. You can use screenshots. There are, like, preset ones, and I think when you play certain games, you unlock some. But otherwise, you can't download themes like you can on PlayStation. Also, no background music on the like main menu at all. <laughs> There's no general like or whatever, like you know, kind of like a, a like under playing song or whatever. Some elevator yeah, music. There's yeah. nothing. That's awful. You only get five icons on the main on the home screen, right? So you have on the on the left, you have like my games and apps, right? Which is just everything. You have all the fucking store adverts and deals and whatever. And then you get the thing that you've just used or the thing that you're using, the app that you're using. And then you get the last like four or five that you used. But you can't pin groups or folders to the home page. So all it is yeah, okay. is the yeah. last ones you used. So if you want to have Netflix permanently on your home, you can't. You cannot do that. <laughs> You right. In order to do that, there is a way. So you can customize it. So it's like a phone in that you have to like scroll down and it's like a different page. And so you can customize it and add groups there. But you have to like scroll down to like access them. And I know that sounds like a really petty problem, but it's so fucking frustrating. It's such a terrible UI decision that on the home screen I can't just have everything on there. You have to make it this like needlessly complicated thing. Also, there's this thing called quick resume, right? Where, for example, I've turned my Xbox off like probably 50 times since I've had it or whatever. But Aliens Fireteam Elite refuses to quit. Like it won't quit. It, it, <laughs> unless I like manually quit it, it remains open always. Same with Halo Infinite. Like it's always open. There's nothing I can do about it. No matter what other games I play, it always stays open. That's really cool, except it doesn't tell you which games will do that. It doesn't tell you which games will do this quick resume thing. So I've played games, not saved them, quit, like close, <laughs> turned off my Xbox, come back on. No, it doesn't have it. It doesn't do that. I don't know why. I don't know why certain games do and certain games don't. It doesn't explain it. So that's a thing. And I don't know why. And there's just, there's all of these like little problems that basically make it like this super like unuser friendly experience that I just find really frustrating. And I feel like if it wasn't for Game Pass, it would be a very disappointing console. And it's kind of crazy because like, you know, the PS4 is perfect. Like it, it works so well. And like, you know, you've got everything on the home screen and you've got background music and you've got like cool themes and stuff that you can download. And I just don't understand why this doesn't have it. Like, it's a next-gen yeah. console. Why Why is this your UI? And So the PlayStation 5 has a different UI now as well. It's not the same as PlayStation 4. But it's similar, right? Um, you can't pin Netflix to the screen either. 
However, uh-huh. however, uh-huh. there's two different sections, uh-huh. and you just got to switch between them at the top. Right. So there's games and media. Okay, I can understand that, but this isn't what this yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, this yeah. is just like it's just a mess, and then it's like so. Then you've got this other f- right. So groups, for example, right? Groups are essentially folders. Do you have one on the PlayStation? To access them, you go into My Games and Apps. The first tab on My Games and Apps. It's literally like opening a folder up on a Windows computer. The first tab, <laughs> the first tab is everything, right? And then you scroll down, and then it's just it's just media, or it's like all the other apps that you have, so like the Avatar Creator and whatever YouTube and stuff. Then you go down again, and then you're at groups. But the thing is, by the time you've done that, you could have just found the game that you wanted to play anyway in the first tab. So there's like no point to have groups. Instead, you just <laughs> kind of have this big block of icons of everything that you have on your like installed. I know it sounds super petty, like it sounds so like. Not well, a problem. in the all section, does that include all the games you've ever purchased that aren't downloaded? No. Anything that you uninstall is gone. Yep. Unless you... So there is a... Th- if you keep going down on that, like, all games and apps and whatever, you can go yeah. to, like, I think it's called storage or it's called, like, everything or whatever, and then you can click on my purchased and it'll show you everything that you've bought. Okay. But I think if you just download something off Game Pass and then uninstall it, you have to go back into Game Pass, find it, and then reinstall it. Yeah, yeah, and reinstall it. Yeah, yeah. Because the way way I look at my all my games, yeah, yours definitely seems a lot harder to navigate. Because so all the games, if I never ever need a game, I can navigate. I can just or search it. Yeah. Um. But when I have to find it in all games, it's in alphabetical order, so it's not too hard to find. I'm sure that's the same in the all games there. But I have 280 or something like that. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not downloaded, just in... Like, yeah, in, yeah, know. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's never that hard to find it. I can just search. Or, <laughs> yeah, just, no. or if I played it recently, it's one of the 10... Because the PlayStation one's a lot longer. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not five, it's maybe... Yeah, it, it is, it is, yeah. yeah. But you can have folders, which just have everything in you it. You can also have folders, yeah. So mine is only like four or five because I just put everything in like neat folders. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, it sucks. It, it's just, it's, <laughs> the thing is, is that it is definitely something that you get used to and it's really not that big of an issue and Game Pass definitely offsets it all. Yeah. But yeah, as a fucking console, it just sucks balls. Like, it's so like not good. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But anyway, to answer the question, is the Xbox Series good as good as people say? Nope. Is the Xbox Series S as good as people say? The answer is no, if you don't have Game Pass. But then who cares hmm. if you have Game Pass? Yeah, it doesn't matter at that point. You can just access all the games for free. Yeah. I tell you what, though. Game Pass is amazing. It's super good. I have yeah. been so tempted, so tempted to buy Cyberpunk. <laughs> I own it on PlayStation 4, but I looked up gameplay yep. of it on the Series X S, and it looks amazing. Like, it looks so much better. Yeah. And I think when they release the next-gen versions, I'm probably going to get it. Get it. I think Cyberpunk is... A good game. Uh, like, if it... <laughs> I feel like th- it's one of those games that we've been talking about. One of these games where you just waste your time. 
Ah, uh, no, I don't feel like Cyberpunk isn't as much. No. All right, man, I'll take it. No, I think it. it's actually... I think the story is actually pretty interesting. All right. I mean, in the pa- I feel like our, our taste in video games has never aligned. No, but you don't like open worlds. So I should play Cyberpunk. Generally. <laughs> so... <laughs> is what you're saying. I, I feel like Cyberpunk is interesting mm-hmm. but i reckon it is a game for people who like open worlds i don't so dislike it open worlds i just dislike bad open worlds like valhalla okay i feel like the open world aspect of valhalla is actually not too bad no it's terrible everything's messy you, you can't figure out where you are <laughs> it's so long and big and boring to explore could you not figure out where you were no it's not necessarily that but it's like I went into that like town, the 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 town where Ragnar is in uh in Norway, and it's so kind of like busy, but like not in a good way, and there's doesn't really feel like there's any rhyme or reason to anything, and I was just kind of wandering around, and I was like, I don't know where I am, I don't know where this building is supposed to be, everything kind of looks the same, <laughs> like it, and you know it's all covered in snow, and I feel like Ubisoft's like level design philosophy is so like bland <laughs> i just feel like you know there's nothing inspiring about it like you know you go into like the the desert city in uh in horizon zero dawn and it's this like mind-blowing experience but it's also you know it's got alleyways and it's got like various streets and stuff but you you know where you are at all times like i can i could go in now i haven't played it in like three years or whatever I could go there. You put me there now. I could find my way around like super easy. But you try and get me to walk around anywhere in Valhalla and I'd be like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> like, help. <laughs> I just feel like... I feel like... Yeah, I do agree with you. Yeah. I do agree with you. I think Cyberpunk is similar. Sick. Um, that you don't know that. where... No, it's only because you're in like cities. So it's like skyscrapers. Yeah. So it feels like... There is some really cool areas, um, like grungy areas. Yeah, man, I've seen like some that. really, it's really stuff, cool. Yeah. yeah, but sometimes when you're running around the streets, you kind of like, wait, where the fuck am I? Yeah, because I kind of don't. Because it's like, I think that's not a bad thing, though. I think that's actually the way that it's meant to be created. I think in some of those areas. Yeah, I feel like when it's cyberpunk and it is this like enormous city that is supposed to be kind of like this soul sucking. N- slightly yeah, dystopian place that it's point yeah, of the, I get, yeah game anyway i feel like yeah. i i feel like that's more exciting to me like i wouldn't mind getting lost in that world but i don't, yeah. I don't care about fucking medieval norway or whatever i, I don't care it's just <laughs> such a boring environment it's just this flat <laughs> snow-covered city with people milling around doing absolutely nothing and just being do you know what I, like it's just so busy no i agree with I don't, yeah i don't know no i yeah, agree I with you know. yeah i think cyberpunk cyberpunk's all right um try that one yeah ghost of tsushima is the best one i, I still haven't Xbox played now. i still haven't played it yeah i've still got a ps4 man i still own a, yeah well you, a con- a, yeah well you should um definitely check that one out that one's i would but my brother's still my copy so yeah because <laughs> i think the best the coolest part is you can sort of just go around and then the duels are really fun. Yeah, the combat in Ghost looks just... really fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. the combat in Valhalla is actually not no, too bad. No, it's terrible. But and so, 
Do you feel really rigid when you're doing it? Do you feel like in Valhalla you feel really heavy? Yeah, super heavy. But like not in a good way. Yeah. Not in like a cool no, like Dark Souls way. It's just like everything no. feels like it takes five hours to do. Yeah, I've got used to it now. And I've just got daggers yeah, that's to combat you that. Yeah, play for 45 <laughs> hours. You get used to anything bad after 45 hours. <laughs> uh, well, that's pretty much the podcast. I think, yeah, I feel like... The verdict is Xbox Series S is average, but Game Pass is good. Game Pass is great. And Assassin's Creed Valhalla is average. No, it's bad. <laughs> I feel like it is average. It's the most average game on the market. Yeah, that's every Ubisoft game. Yeah, it's the best. The weird thing is, though, right? (laughs) Sorry, I don't mean to go to tangent. I'll be super quick. (laughs) Far Cry 5 is really good. It is. And it has a lot of problems, but it's not super long. You don't really have to do any side quests. I never felt like the map was just, like, filled with random shit. I don't know. It's like, sometimes I feel like they know what they're doing, and sometimes I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think they need to change the way they do it. But we've pretty much spoke about that yeah. for most of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't have to continue. No, it's fine. That is way to make it separated, one story, that's good, no bullshitting around, yeah. fucking straight to the point. And then maybe have like 15 really solid like side quests that are like a couple of hours each. Yeah, something that helps, similar to how, yeah, PlayStation originals do it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Just yeah. copy PlayStation. Do what they're doing, because yeah. it's working. Everyone loves their games. And I'm, exactly, and I'm pretty sure PlayStation are going to copy Xbox soon, so everyone's just copying. Yeah, exactly. Oh, by the way, play Forgotten City, play The Artful Escape, and play Super Lucky Tales, new Super Lucky Tales. They're my three recommendations for Christmas. I played a couple of other games, including Dead Cells and some other ones, but those three, Forgotten City and Artful Escape especially, are really good. Highly recommend. Yep, and to add on top of that for a Game Pass game, play Grounded. There you go. All of those are on Game Pass. Go check them out. Thank you for listening to this bit, bit of a rambly episode. Hopefully next week we'll be back with something a bit more interesting and focused. But until then, happy gaming. Goodbye. Bye for now.